0: Hello, you're listening to a preview of a premium episode of Blocked and Reported. This one is about uh, sewing and witchcraft and witch hunts, right? Yeah, that's it. More or less, Katie, you there? Cool, cool. If you want to hear the whole thing, go to blockedandreported.org and you can plop down just $5 a month or more and every month you will gain access to a community of 12,000 people, most of them not witches or sewers uh and you'll have access to common threads most importantly three extra episodes like this one each and every month and it's great and you should consider it but either way we hope you enjoy the preview all right
1: you ready to get to the main event
0: yeah so we're going back to the world of sewing or knitting or, or what
1: yes jesse the knitters are back this is i believe our third segment about the fiber arts fiber artists i should say do you recall our other segments about this
0: yeah, there was the uh, the one about like India, someone, this this uh, crafty mm-hmm. lady basically recolonized India and a lot of people died.
1: Yeah, she did. That was... <laughs> By sewing a dress.
0: That was one. The other, I don't remember. It's all a blur. It's all a crafty blur.
1: Okay, so first there were the Great Knitting Wars, which launched in uh, 2019. The Archduke Ferdinand of that event was a knitter named Karen Templar who wrote a blog post saying that she was planning to travel to India, and she wrote this, I've wanted to go to India for as long as I can remember. I've, ha- I've had a lifelong obsession with the literature and history of the continent. Photos of India fill me with a longing like no other place. One of my closest friends from that pink striped tube skirt era, we originally met at JCPenney, is Indian, and her family had offered back then that if I ever wanted to go with them on one of their trips, I could. To a suburban Midwestern teenager with severe anxiety disorder, that was like being offered a seat on a flight to Mars. Do I need to even spell out to you the crime that she has committed here?
0: Even by the standards of our podcast, which frequently talks about deranged episodes, this was, this stands out. She said, she basically was like, I was a sheltered teenager who was anxious. So going to India was like going to Mars and it set off this insane cascade. I think a lot of these posts, not all of them, a lot of them were from white people themselves. be like, Oh, so you're saying India is like another planet? Oh, so you're saying Indians are aliens? Oh, like just this like unbelievable (laughs) inability to read a sentence and understand its intended meaning.
1: She was literally calling Indians tiny green people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> very rude which
0: very i've rude. never been there maybe they are there's no way to know
1: so this started a racial reckoning in the knitting world uh yeah that, yes mostly consisted <laughs> reckonings of, are so fun. there's like there's mm-hmm.
0: real there's like a guy gets murdered by the police on video there's that kind of reckoning and then there's someone said they once thought india was like mars yeah. that's a different kind of reckoning it's a it's a scale
1: yeah so this racial reckoning of course consisted mostly of white women calling out other white women on instagram for like not adequately mm-hmm. showing support for BLM through their cardigans. Uh, That same year, there was also a complete banning of all Trump support from the knitting site Ravelry. Uh, and if you're curious why Trump came up on a knitting website, it's that's because knitting is political, clap emoji, silence is violence, clap emoji, clap emoji, clap emoji. And all of this, by the way, is what radicalized friend of the pod and failed gubernatorial candidate Carlin Borosinko, a knitter who herself- <laughs> How she, She's like the yeah, Forrest Gump of the sh- show. She I know. pops up everywhere. Can't get away from her. So she wrote a viral essay about this in 2020. That was the essay, sort of that sort of first put her on the map. Launched her political career, I should say. Here's a quote from that. I knit as a way to relax and escape the drama of real life. Carlin does not want to escape drama. That's she amazing. wants to curate it. That's amazing. But it was impossible to ignore after roving gangs of online social justice warriors started going after anyone in the knitting community who was not locked up with their ideology. Knitting stars on Instagram were bullied and mobbed by hundreds of people for seemingly innocuous offensive offenses. One man got mobbed so badly he had a nervous breakdown and was admitted to the hospital on suicide watch. Many things were not right about the hatred and witnessing the vitriol coming from those I had aligned myself politically it was a massive wake up call. And that wake up call naturally made her pivot from being a lifelong Democrat to a Trump supporter because he would obviously never bully anyone.
0: And, the, and Trump people are notoriously inclusive and will not oust you from their community sure. over weird. Offenses. Yeah, he's so known for that. Makes sense.
1: He could, you know, if the presidential thing doesn't work out, he could really be a DEI uh, coordinator. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so there were those episodes—the one about India that you mentioned. This was a woman who sews historically accurate dresses. She and she made the mistake of of trying to recreate a dress that was made by Indian artisans for a the wife of a of a colonizer. And this was, of course, determined by various powers that be on the internet to be very problematic. Lots of call-outs. So what I'm saying is there should really be a reality TV show about these fiber artists. I I think I would call it "Stitches Get Snitches. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I like that. Or you could use the the so, sounds like so. Like, so you've been publicly shamed, S-E-W. Ooh,
1: that's good. That's good. That's not taken. Okay, so today we are back with the knitters. And what you need to know before we get into this is that for some knitters, the act of buying knitting supplies itself can become its own hobby. So in the case of knitting, you can get these cheap mass-produced yarns from, comp- from large companies at Joanne Fabric or whatever, but many knitters prefer to buy hand-dyed yarn from artisan independent businesses. The colors are more interesting, and they can be totally unique, and th- this yarn, it's a luxury product, so you could expect to pay like $30 for enough to make a, a pair of socks. This is not a cheap way to, to get your own socks. Yeah. So it's, think of it as like sneakerheads, but for yarn.
0: Okay, so this is going to be a controversy involving privileged people. It sounds like
1: D- Jesse. When do our shows not have to deal <laughs> with controversy surrounding privileged people? Yeah, we should do an episode about like drama in the online uh, homeless fentanyl homeless using you know, community. Jesus community. Christ! Which I'm sure there's plenty of. Yeah, those meth heads are real shit talkers. Okay, so. Most of these independent yarn dyers are very small operations. It, like, it's often a, a one-woman, less frequently a one-man show. It's a very competitive field, so they market on social media. Social media is very important to them. And they'll do stuff like limited edition colorways. And a colorway is basically the arrangement of colors or the the style in which they are put together. Does that make sense? Yeah, It doesn't matter. Okay. So they might also do, like, holiday specials, quirky themes, stuff like this. And the drama in this area tends to come from dyers basically just, like, not having the capacity to fill all of the orders that they've taken or having subpar products. Uh, this can lead to things like, for instance, a dyer faking her own death that actually happened. This was in—this was years ago. This was in, like, 2008. People were complaining— Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Because she couldn't fulfill her orders? Yeah. She's like, I, I'm I, dead. I'm dead. I'm what dead. do you want me to do? Yeah. Okay.
1: I'm gonna try that sometime when I'm not ready for a show. <laughs> uh, so, so people were complaining that they never received orders from this yarn dyer who was selling on Ravelry, and then and on another board called Knitty. And then the seller allegedly faked her own death and created a fake sister to confirm her death, which another knitter apparently unraveled after seeing her at Walmart. Um, I'll link to some old blog posts about that in the show notes if anyone needs to dive into a rabbit hole today. Dude,
0: this sounds like this would be a pretty amazing story to tell. Yeah, way.
1: hard to confirm.
0: So she's she saw the dead lady at Walmart. Yes, but then the dead then the dead lady was probably like that was my twin sister. Exactly. And then a few days later, she died too.
1: Yes, it was the whole That's family was taken out in a knitting accident. <laughs> And in addition to the death faking, there was also the time another knitter launched an inclusive Martin Luther King inspired collection in various skin tones and had to apologize for that. We'll save that one for another day. You can imagine what went wrong there. So today we're going to be discussing Sorella Yarn. This is a very small company founded and owned by an American knitter named Ashley Kaiser. And the company generally has a very whimsy, girly vibe. Jesse, I'm going to send you a link to her Instagram page. Just describe the aesthetic here.
0: Well, you already told me it's whimsy and girly, but okay, this is like we got pumpkins, we got babies, we got a toddler hugging his mom's belly. It's like this is all the things that you and I have rejected, just like wholesomeness, family, connection to one another.
1: I rejected it. it rejected you, yeah is that yeah, fair? yeah that's yeah. better
0: put um, yeah, and she is just a nice looking lady, a white lady which I'm sure will come up. Oh, anti-racism is one of the main uh, categories. Yeah. <laughs> Tea time at home gardening, anti-racism.
1: Yeah. I would say, I would describe this aesthetic as, as like, it's like a pumpkin spice latte fucked a gender reveal photo shoot. It's very clean white girl aesthetic. She looks like she changes her underwear twice a day.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay.
1: So last year she launched a series of yarn inspired by Downton Abbey, this year she launched a Taylor Swift inspired yarn collection. So so these are the sort of themes that she that she ties like does her product tie in with. And one thing that she tends to do is to make an Instagram post for each individual colorway, giving a cute explanation for how she came up with it and how it fits her inspiration. So the post about the Taylor Swift collection, for instance, here was the post, part of it. One of the most romantic songs Taylor Swift has written in the title track for the first album and air we're covering, Lover. Our interpretation of Lover is, lar- is based largely on the album art as well as the themes of feminine strength because this is our place. We make the rules. And the colors are hot fuchsia, peach, sky blue, lavender, or mauve. And mauve are so pretty together that I'm highly suspicious that everyone who sees it wants it. So those are the colors. Do you know the Lover album, Jesse? I'm sure you do. Um, I know that
0: she was seen with an NFL tight end recently. Yeah, this is nothing to do
1: is with that this. Is that
0: related to the era's? No. The Eras tour has to do with this album?
1: What? The Eras tour? Ha- no. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. So- No. So she- Sorry. She's- Okay.
0: Taylor Swift is on tour. It's called the Eras Tour. Yeah. I assume that's pegged to the release of an Eras album.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this is tied in with the Eras. Like it's a launch in honor of the Eras Tour, which is, it's called the Eras Collection. This is, it's it's connected to Taylor's yeah. tour, her worldwide global phenomenon. But the, what you're not getting because you're a Philistine and not yeah. a Swifty like me is that the colors of this colorway, these are the colors of the Lover, the lover album.
0: Okay, that's great. But he, if I'm I'm more of a Swifty than you because I can stump you with a trivia question. Okay. You cannot Google this. You need to an answer within five seconds. Okay, yeah. What NFL tight end is her suspect? Travis new? Kelsey. Fuck! I did not think there was any way. Okay, so now there's like, so there's now hundreds of millions of women. <laughs> do,
1: you, do you think I live in a fucking cave?
0: I just thought, assumed anything football. Of course related. I know the answer to this. What team does he play for?
1: The Kansas City Indians.
0: Nope, Chiefs.
1: Close. The, Keep, Kansas clo- I knew it was the Kansas City Indigenous. The
0: Kansas City Indigenous Savages. Okay, I've been I've been bested. I know when I've been beat. Do
1: they do a land acknowledgement before their games? Mm-hmm. They oh, should. If anyone should, it's them, they actually
0: sacrifice a white pioneer before every game.
1: <laughs> they sacrifice Taylor the Swift. Okay, but the point is the colors of this colorway. It's the Lovers Era colors. It is this uh, lavender. Blue, whatever she mentioned there, which you wouldn't understand because you don't even know what year The Lover's album came out, 2019.
0: I was listening to Cardigan earlier because of the uh, National that's Connection, good song. but that's a boy band. That's what boys are supposed to listen to.
1: Moving on from Taylor. So she calls these... Ashley Kaiser calls these... Sorella. Ashley, I'm going to call her by her name. Ashley Kaiser. She refers to these Instagram captions as storytelling. I would call it marketing. I'm just a podcaster, though. And... She herself, she found herself at the center of the latest I- knitting drama recently when she announced her annual Halloween collection. This was to be her third year in a row that she offered these limited edition, this, the same limited edition Halloween collection. It, she called it Salem. It was inspired by the Salem witch trials. Here are some of the examples of her descriptions from last year's blog post about this. Colorway, Gallows Hill. A deep golden brown tonal, as if the muddy track through the woods to Gallows Hill was just a little bit prettier. In Salem, this spot was is where the first innocent woman, Bridget Bishop, was hung for witchcraft in 1692. Yes. Colorway, the trials. The Salem Witch Trials were a gruesome scene, one where 19 innocent people were hung for accused witchcraft. The stories of these people, mostly women without a voice or trust from their town, suffered from humiliation that is hard to fully understand. I've read about the trials for years and I have a hard time grasping the reality of this awful time. We made a colorway that is a little sad and a little bright. Dark murky greens help us remember the harsh reality of these events and lighter moss and gold remind us that we've come a long way since the trials. And the last one, colorway, Rebecca Nurse. My favorite colorway of the countdown in a story that still haunts me. Rebecca Nurse was the oldest woman accused of witchcraft during the Salem witch trials. She was 71 years old when she was hung on Gallows Hill. A respected woman in her community, a mother to eight children, and an active owner of a 300-acre farm. She was a woman full of life and love. Her death encapsulates the degree of hysteria in Salem at the time. We honor her with a beautiful, dark colorway. That, by the way, is deep plum, burgundy, chestnut, and wine.
0: I, this is like, a, sorry, this is, I find this weird. I know it was hundreds of years ago, but to like make colorways, to, I find this very cringy, to be fair.
1: Well, Jesse, you might have joined the pile on that it was to come. Uh, so the descriptions are very cringe, I would say. Uh, the collection has generally been well received. Again, this is the third year that she does it. And the, a portion of the proceeds get donated to Her Justice, which is a women's charity that she supports. And for the last two years that she ran this yarn collection, the comments were mostly positive. And this year, she made, unfortunately for her, a grave error. Now, as mentioned before, she makes these cutesy Instagram posts to accompany her yarns. And with the Salem collection, she used one particular prop in every photo. Jesse, I'm going to send you a screenshot from her Instagram now. Please describe.
0: Um, it looks like rope around a candle. Oh, I already see where this is going. <laughs> This is going to be so... Is this going to be as stupid as I think it's going to be? That's it. That's all you get for your preview. If you want to hear the rest, go to BlancReported.org and sign up. hope you enjoyed.